like a snack today dude you I, are looking like a little itty bitty snack dude this is me uh makeshift and all of our uh our podcast uh friends uh gear i went to thrift filet on friday to pick up some thrift clothes and this was one of the this hat right there was sitting next to the pile and i go how much for that hat zach and he's like andrew for you man you just look good in that hat. i'm just gonna give you that <laughs> I literally only want to buy clothes that are like thrifted nowadays. Um, just because they're, I don't know why, but like the material just rocks most of the time. And, and uh, it's just, I don't know what it is. I just think there's like more of a story to it, um, especially with how you buy it. If you talk like thrift filet or um, for me, like I have that, uh, no one cares what you think shirt, the rock Johnson from it's like a 1990s WWE merchandise shirt. Sure. And, uh, in Phoenix, I went one Friday after work, I went down, uh, downtown Phoenix and just like Googled a thrift, like a thrifting vintage clothing store. And, uh, I kind of showed up near clothes cause it was late and it's owned by this, uh, Japanese guy who flew over, or he lived in California for a while, but he was, he grew up mainly in Japan and the, the vintage scene and like the nineties scene, screen printing shirts and all that stuff, like it's massive over in Japan. And he like was super stoked that I showed up and I talked to him for like an hour and got to know about like the Japanese fashion and like what these shirts, uh, like all these different screen printed shirts in the nineties and how, they were screen printed seven times over and the, and the material is something very specific. And like each type of shirt has a different story as to like why it's heavily sought after. Yo, oh so, yeah, for sure. The Japanese culture is heavy into thrifting. Zach Fisk was telling me, uh, the guy who runs thrift, thrift filet. Um, when I was over at his house, he was like, there was a group of um, Japanese like, bulk order purchasers over at the house just a week ago and they were just buying like so many different pieces of clothing in bulk because they it, it goes like wildfire um in that culture just cool to note yeah it's crazy and i and i kept thinking back to my back to like what we do and we you know we obviously have our drop shipping method for shirts and everything and the quality is pretty good. Like these champion shirts, the wildly average ones, like I really enjoy wearing them and stuff, but I was also thinking like, man, you know, like while drop shipping is good and it's time saving and like, it allows us to kind of print whatever shirt we want ever and do it super fast. Like there's a lot of efficiency reasons that why we do it, you know, but I'm also like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of counterproductive, uh, to consumerism and like the well-being of our earth if we're you know screen printing uh just random shirts all the time like i feel like we got enough clothes on the world that we, we could we might as well start thrifting is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah we we thrift and then we also should like opinion with this sweatshirt right here you are your biggest critic his new drop that happened this past friday nolan rockers with opinion clothing he's gone quality over quantity and it really is starting to show 
Um, I mean, he, I think his new, his new drop was three pieces of clothing. He had like a long sleeve t-shirt, um, a sweatshirt with a hood and then this crew neck. Um, and they were all just like top-notch quality. It's really cool to see his progression and just showing like, and he, I mean, he talked, we talked about it on our show just a few weeks ago. If you really want to dive into Nolan's story, listen to him and Mark Dowdle, uh, like hype up this pre-launch. That was, that's really cool. I just remembered that he was just talking to us about, uh, what he's going to do with this line. You're right. Yeah. And he talked about a little bit about hybrid nation and his collab with them and like catching up. It's a really good podcast. I think it's like episode 280, something, 283, 84, somewhere in there. Yep. Um, but his progression specifically, one more thing on that, like I, it's very cool to like see his progression based on like my enjoyment of like wanting to wear the clothes. Like I see that shirt, I'm like, or that crew neck. And I'm like, you are your biggest career. Like, I want to wear that. Like, I want to wear the fuck out of that. <laughs> or his new opinion uh, hoodie that has like the, the uh, assorted letter, like block letters um, across the, across the front. Like I would wear the fuck out of that. There's so like his new line is super thought out and very, I feel like with the current fashion times, you can tell he's like learning how to market it, you know, only drop three unique pairs, have, all your photos taken beforehand you know like all the back end stuff he's like super pristine and then on top of that like he's getting good at uh like finding the right styles being a little edgy like you mentioned earlier the quality there's all these different things that he does that i'm seeing now like little things that i'm like he's like from where he was a year ago even i'm just like very impressed very impressed I, it, it, it's awesome to see because he won our award at the end of 2019, um, the like uh, set the world on fire type award, and and really it was just following yeah, his mantra. Pursue with your fucking ideas award. Yes, pursue your fucking right. ideas. Right. And uh, <laughs> sponsored by Woodchuck. Sponsored by Woodchuck. Amen to that. Ben VW. Um, and like speaking of all these people that we're circling ourselves with, Zach Fisk, Nolan Rockers, etc. Um, it's been really cool. Uh, we talked about this last week, the best Christmas ever push. Um, we had an awesome week with best Christmas ever in our community, our back pocket community. Um, starting on December 1st, we really started on, uh, I think it's, is that national give day? It's like a world or like a, a United States kind of like push on charity um, give back type men mentality. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, we'll, I think or, so too. We'll go ahead. If they haven't made it a national holiday, we're here to declare it a national holiday. Amen. Um, so yeah, on, on December 1st, we had an awesome pu a push. We had, I think $840, um, going into that day. And our goal was to raise $5,000 for this local family here in Minneapolis. And, uh, we ended up raising, I think just over $3,000 that day alone. And now we're at $5,500. Um, and it's been highly attributed to everyone that's been involved with our podcasts and, um, really like just been helping us grow and then um to see these people come in in the masses is just one of the coolest things oh, and i'd yeah. like to highlight a I couple mean, we'll yeah. have to start with 100 percent. like uh the first one that comes to mind for me is carly zucker um she was on last probably july end of july uh so probably like episode 170 ish um, she is the wife of Jason Zucker, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey player. Now Washington and, uh, Capitals. You know, she's just been, 
now Washington Capitals. That's news to me. So she's moving to the district. Uh, I think she's staying here because she, you know, she's that she's a K fan personality and she's built an awesome career here in Minneapolis. Right. That's very true. She's yeah. K fan personality on the radio and wife of Jason Zucker. She's got all kinds of good things going for here in the sandbox. Um, but I put out on my Instagram story uh, or on back pocket Instagram story. I said, uh, we are, I would love to get to $5,000 by the end of the day. We are at like 400, 4,100, maybe something somewhere in that range. And within minutes, uh, we reach our $5,000 goal because Carly Zucker donates $887 just from seeing our Instagram story. Like easily one of the coolest things to like put it out. And then like five minutes later, like check back in or she shot me a text was like, uh, just donated blah, blah, blah. I was like, no way that is so amazing like i it just blew my mind uh just from hers but like there's all kinds of people i'm sure you got a couple to highlight yeah hers was awesome because we we were trying to hit the five thousand dollar mark by the end of that specific day and she um donated specifically eight hundred and eighty seven dollars to make sure we got to five thousand incredible uh so thank you carly some other fun ones in here uh phil estine the athletic director from st thomas thank you uh phil uh, St. Thomas up to big things going D1 and then like a lot of family and friends Mark Amick um, always a huge supporter of the back pocket been on many times future Cairo thank you Mark the shark and uh, my favorite one is coming from the better half of Matt Heron Taylor Anderson uh, she's awesome I think I gotta read her note uh, you and your team are the best thanks for giving us all an opportunity to support a family in need. Happy holidays. So thanks, Tay. Really appreciate it. Um, and then I like, loved, uh... go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And then like other people that are friends and family, uh, Caitlin Balsimo, uh, Tony Perella, um, Matt Burbach, my buddy Bo Zanka from, uh, uh, high school, he donated and he goes, 2021 is the come up year for all of us keep the good work love that the uh i love the like you said the the ones that donated and like left a message was awesome like this one jordan altman do you know who he is yeah he was uh my good friend at st thomas okay cool uh he donate donates and said uh donates 100 bucks thanks for 100 bucks he goes phenomenal podcast with phenomenal message phenomenal idea and most importantly Phenomenal execution by a couple of average individuals. Merry Christmas. You can't squeeze enough phenomenals in there. You can't do it. It's just, that's perfect. Another one that cracks me uh, up. But is, yeah, like uh, you said, so many. There's so many. This, this will be the last one. We could go on for hours about this. But the, the last one that cracks me up is coming from Sophie's parents, the Van Serksums. Um, her dad, Roderick, donates $25. Thank you, uh, Mr. Van Serksum. And then shortly after, only a few hours, her mom one-ups them and donates a few more bucks, Amy Van Serksum. So thank you to Sophie's parents. Really appreciate uh, supporting the court. Cheers to you guys. Absolutely. Huge. Cheers to them. Uh, but yeah, like we said, there's, there's countless of them. Uh, I would say we have, well, next week, depending on what podcast we do, we should probably highlight some more. Uh, but right now we're recording on a Monday night. Uh, podcast probably release Wednesday. But the, we've raised 5500 bucks. Our new goal is $10,000. You want to donate, uh, you'll be supporting a local family in Minneapolis. Andrew and I are going to start 
We uh, are going to start buying presents for this family based on what they need. Um, and on or around Christmas, probably a little bit before Christmas, Andrew and I are going to show up at uh, this family's house and surprise them with all the gifts that we bought uh, with your donation dollars. And a little bit about this family. So they're a family of four, a young family of four. The parents are 28 years old. They have a one-year-old uh, son and a two-year-old daughter. Um, so we're very excited to kind of make their make an impact in their lives. Uh, they've had a couple deaths in the family in their family this year. They had two. They lost two brothers to murder, unfortunately. Um, a, a, ma, a mother to cancer, I think. The, the list. The list just kind of goes on. It was insane the sponsor who uh is kind of helping us figure out what gifts and help coordinate like when to show up to surprise the family he uh his description is just it was gut-wrenching to read and um we're just really excited to like make a serious impact here in the next coming weeks oh yeah very traumatic events from this for this family and this is the first time we're doing something like this so i'm excited to see how it plays out and hopefully what we can when learn from this year, we can replicate for multitudes of families next year. Uh, because like Declan uh, mentioned to me before, air, or before we started recording, there's a lot of families here in Minneapolis that are struggling uh, specifically because of COVID um, and other various reasons. So this is a huge step for us and, and a great opportunity for our community to come together. Like we mentioned just a handful of names right there, but there's been so many other people uh, out there that have helped. So thank you to everyone. Uh, and I'm super excited to just uh, to execute on this because we've been planning this now for two months and uh, everything's coming together nicely. Can't wait to put a, can't wait to put a bow on it. I know it's going to be like so crazy because yeah, just like everything's building up to this like one moment of surprise. And I'm just like genuinely so excited to like take that on head first. Um, so yeah, if you want to help support, um, we're going to be leaving our donation page open pretty much almost all the way to Christmas. Uh, so feel free to donate whatever you can. If you can't donate, share with a friend, do whatever you can to help spread the message. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Amen. Um, but transitioning, uh, so we're what 15 minutes into this podcast. I would say this podcast is going swimmingly well to start. Uh, Andrew and I kind of have a confession to make here. Uh, we recorded last night. And we, I think we recorded for about an hour, five, hour, one hour, five minutes, something like that. And we stopped recording and uh, it was me, you and Jonah. And we all just like looked at each other and we were like, I don't think we accomplished a single thing. Like that podcast was ass. It was, there was no substance, no cohesion. It was an absolute flop. And I think this may have been the first time I've ever stopped recording and guaranteed knew 100% that I, that was not it. Like some of these, I'm like, ah, it was like 90% solid. There were some shit parts in there, but you know, for the most part, we, there's some substance. There's like a meat to it that people will take away something uh, either inspiring or the laugh or something. This one we ended and I, I was sweating. I was like, I didn't know how you guys felt. And I was just internally, I was like, I do not want to release that. There was, there's just nothing there for anyone to be entertained with. And Jonah thankfully broke the ice right away. And he goes, guys, was that a flop? Was that? A, and we were like, yes. Unanimous flop. A resounding yes, that podcast sucked ass. And I mean, speaking of first, like I genuinely feel like that was the first time I felt like, to your point, like there wasn't anything that I could take away for, to put in my own back pocket. Like if I were to go back and listen to it, like there wasn't a single thing that I 
we said on that podcast for the hour and five minutes, I was, that felt like it was worth something uh, that had any substance. But I think what followed was even better, which was the three of us, me, you, and Jonah, just like talking about like why it went so poorly and all the different factors that went into it. And then even after we hopped off the call and thinking to myself, like, why, like, we've never recorded a bad podcast where, like, we all sat in the room after that. We were like, that was a bad podcast. Like, that's never happened ever. And I genuinely was like, this, I, it bothered me so much, but I loved how much it bothered me, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I think immediately we were holding ourselves accountable and going through the list of, like, damn, we, we got, we got a little cocky and we needed to be humbled and, yesterday like silly things like we were watching sports while recording there were some there were some issues with connection that we were just kind of like saying all right whatever um we didn't come necessarily prepared with like a like a good like um like something that would bring the three of us together sometimes when you bring in another guest kind of riff you need to just have one storyline or one type of topic that we can all just kind of come back to as our center ground when we're conversing and kind of going off each other we didn't have any of that so we were just like listing off all the things we did wrong and there was very few that we did right so i'm i'm stoked that we right away were like hey boys 293 of these released we can we know when a bad podcast comes through our door and that was one of them we said get out of here you're done get out of here. never to be never never to be released you're done sorry yeah. about it bad preparation but then it, it kind of made me think and like what it, what it really I, what i think it really did well for me personally i'm sure you can relate to this too is like it helped me like hit the reset button a little bit and like make myself ask the questions again like okay what do i want to talk about what do uh if i'm going to go back and listen to this which i know i will like what do i want to like really put out there and uh really challenged myself last night like i sat and journaled for a good hour uh and just kind of unpacked like everything that had to do with the bad podcast but then at the same time like how can i move forward what are things to do uh going forward and i think what you said with having a cohesive story. Like if we're going to bring on someone to just riff and talk, which I honestly think we're probably going to do more of uh, because I, I just think we're going to do more of them because it's, they're fun and we have a big, like a, a cool audience to feed off of for that. Um, but yeah, I like that idea of you bring in a story or an intention and then you and I can really just take it from there and make it a podcast. Like, when you and I record like we are now, like we can just nonchalantly hit record. We can, uh, and just start talking and then it becomes a podcast and like an hour flies by and we like, we hit stop. We're like, yep, that's it. Good podcast. Like great catching up, you know? Um, and I think what we failed to tell Jonah is like, we've done these riff podcasts for, for years, quite frankly. And, uh, I feel like we all we needed to do is just tell Jonah, like, hey, dude, uh, this is just going to be a riff, so come prepared with, you know, whatever's in your back pocket, and we'll get going, you know, and right. it'll be good. So lots of lessons learned. I loved how pissed off we got about it. Um, insane. Yeah, I, I did not sleep well last night. I was I, – I went down to watch the end of that Chiefs-Broncos game, and I was just sitting in my in my notes, and I was writing some things down. 
Um, and I was angry. I was honestly like, I could not clear my head of just being like, Andrew, why was that so poor? Um, and just like the main thing that came around is we already said this, but nobody came prepared. We all agreed. We stunk at the end of it, which was hilarious. And we recorded an hour and a half of content and it was just a flop. Um, no cohesion and no substance. And like the, the idea of having Jonah come on a podcast or just like a friend coming on, it needs to have that one storyline um, for us to, for the guest to feel included too. Cause then it's like you and I are bantering and the guest is kind of like, what, are, what am I doing here? So lessons learned big time last night. Big time. Yeah. Big time lessons learned. It was just like a humbling experience that like our average quality was recording a podcast and I kind of like it to be honest. I love, I actually kind of like knowing that I can't just show up and record a good podcast all the time. And then I got to put some serious thought to it. And I, cause that's what we like, that's what we should be doing. We should be like, working our craft you know and uh i don't know i got i just got super excited about because it also in turn when you look in the mirror and you ask yourself like what you really give a shit about it was cool to like truly feel what we say which is just like we love this shit we love it more than anything else and it beat us up last night that we recorded a bad podcast and we slept on it we got up the next morning and the only thing i could think about today was I want to I, I want to get back in the studio and like record another podcast. Same. Next, hey, bet biggest improvement from one to two, and you take Sunday night to Monday night. We're bound to grow it so, uh, to some degree. And, right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Just phenomenal. It's but phenomenal. It, I, I also think like I also think like uh, part of it was like there's so many moving parts for me personally yesterday, like moving onto this farmland all of a sudden on my RV is kind of like more of my permanent stay. Like I had so many things go on yesterday that were just not beneficial to like getting ready for a podcast that night. I was so exhausted by the time I showed up and it all had to do with like, so for some context, I was living on an RV resort for the last month. And I just did that because my move out of Minneapolis and into Arizona was quick and I need some place to stay right away. So I just kind of booked uh, this RV, uh, this RV resort. It was super nice, really expensive, unfortunately, but I had like a fit, uh, fitness center. There were like tennis courts, uh, a pool. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. It was great. Uh, but it was time for a change. I was also like 35 minutes away from work. And when I work, start work at five 30 in the morning, like, didn't seem logical to be living as far away as I was, especially if I have an RV that's mobile. So I got to talking with a couple guys on, uh, on the job and our crane operator who's worked for PCL for like 30 years and lives out in Tonopah, Arizona. And for the listeners, actually Marcus should pull up a map, uh, a satellite map Marcus of Tonopah, Arizona, and just show kind of the idea of how, in the middle of nowhere this place is and that's where I work every day so uh I met a guy like I said he moves me uh he connects me with a guy who's got a plot of land that rents to RVs people it's kind of like a low-key thing so I get connected with him have a call or two with him get a good sense he seems like a good dude just like sounds like a country boy like awesome normal guy and uh I was supposed to go look at the place 
Saturday. So we were recording, we were recording Sunday and I was moving my RV on Sunday. Saturday, I was supposed to go and look at the place before, you know, I moved in. Feels like a logical thing to do. Yeah. Well, I was granted actually, I was supposed to work on Saturday, but that fell through and I actually had the day off. So instead of like driving all the way out to my new place to live, I was like, that's the dumbest idea ever. I'm going to go golfing. So I just went golfing instead. And I was like, I'll put it off till tomorrow. No worries. And went from there. So then Sunday comes around my, so the other funny part about this whole thing is I'm renting the RV and I'm also renting the spot. Seems kind of asinine, but the total amount of money equates to the same thing as a, as an apartment. So it's not as crazy as it sounds, but a part of renting this RV is that I don't drive the RV. The guy who owns the RV has to drive up from Tucson to the RV and then move the RV for me anytime I want to move it because he doesn't trust me driving his 37 foot luxury RV that he bought a couple of years ago. That is by Which far. Which I totally understand, but I'm also like. That's by far the most asinine part of the whole thing is you're living in an RV and you can't drive it. It cracks me up every single time. Uh, you you go through the story and I, I, it's just the funniest to me. Well, okay, so hear me out. So I was thinking more about this today too because I was like, you know, this is kind of asinine. Like I'm paying rent on two different pieces of equipment just to like live. Like this doesn't make, this is not sustainable in the long term. Um, but what it's doing is it's allowing me to like learn how to like live RV life. Like at a, at a, at a rate at like a, a low risk, um, what in a low risk way. Right. Because like, if I don't want to live in this anymore and I hate it for some reason, then I can just call both guys and be like, Hey, I'm out. Like, I don't want this anymore. And they'll just, you know, it's not, it's no big deal to them. And then you move into an apartment X, Y, Z. Yeah. Exactly. As compared to like me buying a $10,000 RV and then be stuck with a loan for three years and then me not liking the RV and then being in a tough situation, right? Like, don't do that. Imagine that that situation. Don't do that. But don't do that yet. Mm. So once once I start to get an idea of like how this podcast studio is going to look in here and maybe I start talking to a couple other people and maybe like, maybe I can finance this thing quicker in like a year, try and find the right RV for myself. Then I might pull the trigger, but I have no idea what I'm doing in the next year. To be honest, I'm going to be on this farmland for the next year and we're going to go from there. But anyways, then guy, the guy moves the RV to the new spot. Uh, we have some trouble like getting it on to the actual land. <laughs> and it was like very apparent that like I I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, I looked at it. It's all good. (laughs) We showed up and the GPS takes us to the wrong place. So we ended up pulling into a guy's backyard, (laughs) like right where I, kind of where I was supposed to be. And this is like farmland, country land, like middle of nowhere. Right. So like, uh, on this guy's on this, on the wrong place that I showed up, the sign outside this guy's house was a, a plaque that says, we don't call 911 with like a shotgun underneath it. And I was like, wrong place to be, Dad. Wrong place to be, especially with not your RV. And the guy driving the RV thinks this is the right place. Wrong place to do that. So we got that figured out. I finally settle in. And then now I'm finally here. And uh, 
it's great. I got two cows here. I got a female cow, got a male steer. Uh, I got a horse. Uh, right. I got a little cat. Own, ten, 10 acres of land owned by this family that uh, rents out their, or their whole family lives on this plot of land, which is one of the coolest things. And uh, you, and they, like you mentioned, they rent out their space for other RVs. So they've seen that like people like you come through a handful of times. They actually, I think you told me just before this, when you showed up, they're like, Oh, you must be from the West coast, just the way you're dressed and how you're walking with your, with your speed shades and mullet, uh, which is just spot on decky West coast, fully embracing his username, his Instagram handle. <laughs> um, and uh, you're out, you're out in this farmland living on an RV uh, and you got, just cows roaming, uh, which is mind boggling. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm in Minneapolis. I'm, I'm not thinking of cows any time of the day. No. And I do want to say like, they, they have their own little, they call them arenas. So they have like loose fences that keep them in certain spots. So I'm not going to have like a horse run into my RV or anything like that. But like, it's still really cool that I can go over and just like pet them and feed them whenever I want. And then like, I talked to my landlord and I was like, Hey, uh, again, city slicker here. Don't know anything about farmland, but would love to learn. Like if you got any kind of, uh, jobs that you need me to take care, help take care of the land. Like if you want to teach me how to drive the tractor, like I'm all hands, I'm all game. I'd love to like really, throw myself at it and he's like okay we got plenty of work for you i was like that's good to hear (laughs) like i could the thought of me like milking a cow is like hysterically terrifying i think it's just a great content like see myself doing it yeah it's a great content opportunity it's something that uh you will not be prepared for and it will Something's going to backfire and it'll just be one of the funniest situations. <laughs> we got to film it. Simple as that. And I, I will say like people have, I like put it on my story yesterday, like my new little spot and people were like, dude, can I come out there and visit? And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand. Like it's an hour into the middle of the desert. Like once we get here, there's not even a grocery store. There's one bar and that's it. Like, we it, it would be like I'm, I'm not sure if they know what they're getting into or if they know exactly what they're getting into and they're like i want that i can't right. tell and, and and do you know what you've gotten yourself into can you i can't confidently say what i've gotten myself into, <laughs> but apparently i'm going to be here for about a year oh man that is priceless. whatever decky farmland decky farmland decky farm guy that's who i am now hey, do you have a pair of overalls this, and Yes, I need a pair of overalls. Oh my god, that's a no-brainer. Shit. I and uh, it was so funny. My landlord looked at me. He goes, "Are you really wearing Birkenstocks?" And I was like, "Yep, that's me, dude." And he goes, "You got too much California in you, buddy." <laughs> oh man. But I'm just, I'm excited. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just embracing it. I'm like, I, I think I told you this off air yesterday. Like, there. I'm, I've recognized that I'm, there's enough things in my life right now that are super finite that I'm willing to take full advantage of. And I've put myself in a situation that's quite frankly uncomfortable, something that I've really never done before. Um, that's m- mainly why it's uncomfortable. I'm not saying like my RV is uncomfortable. This place fucking rocks. It's a studio apartment on wheels. 
like I'm living a good life here. Uh, but I'm in situations right now where I truly feel like I look at every situation and I ask myself, how can I maximize it? And it just like takes me every time I do it or every time I make a decision, it like, it just takes me on this new journey every single time. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, I, we'll see where it takes me, right? It, yeah, I, I have absolutely. no idea what my, what my next. Right. And it's the, it's the year 2020 where things are just shit, shit's hitting the fan and you have an opportunity, an opportunity to do something new, which is really cool and something you've never done. Um, and you, like you mentioned, you have the option to say, all right, I've had enough. Like it's time to do something different whenever you want. You haven't, you're not like tied into a payment of any sort or stuck in this situation. You've chosen this path and it's awesome to just see what happens because no one else is doing it. And you have the chance to create some sweet memories and definitely grow from something like to tell, to talk about what you're doing five years from now, there's going to be something pivotal that happens here on this farm and your farmland that launches you some into some different direction. And like, we're documenting that, which is dope. And I think this whole year is a good, a cool opportunity to like, now that's the year's wrapping up. Um, and there's a lot of angst and chaos and crises that is, that has happened in 2020. But I think like you're, this is a good transition to like what we're trying to accomplish with our year end video that we typically uh, try to create. Um, like a lot, like a, all of this chaos that has happened, there's been um, things have been born out of this crisis that you didn't predict uh, before March, before COVID uh, shut down the country and things completely changed. Um, so we're going to choose to document all of the things that have been born from this crisis and uh, try to, and just create a montage. We're not exactly sure how to create, like um, make the actual creation, but the intention of it is to highlight what's been born from this crisis. 100%. And that was another thing I was thinking about last night is like, how could we make this the most efficient, but also super impactful montage? And um, first and foremost, the intention is to highlight and showcase every single person we possibly can that started something this year. So what I was thinking is to keep it simple and to keep it streamlined. Anyone listening right now, Anyone on Instagram, right? We'll, we'll put an announcement out, but I like the idea. I posted on my LinkedIn this morning and it's, you finish the sentence. This year I started blank. That thing could range from a multiple multitude of things, right? Like this year I started looking at life with a little more positivity. This year I started living in an RV. This year I started living on a farm. This year I started my TikTok. This year I started my business. Like, I feel like that is all inclusive to everybody on this earth. And as many people as we can possibly reach out to, they write in what it is that they are, uh, that they started and they send a video like vertical video of them just simply saying, uh, this year I started blank. And we take the, they submit them to us, they DM them to us, they email it to us, whatever. It's a small file size, which is helpful. And I can then start taking those and putting them all together and montaging them and trying to make some sort of storyline with it. And I mean, it's a non-negotiable that your dad narrates it again. Uh, he, he narrates the video uh, because he started something special this year. And that was, you know, telling us every single week what's in his back pocket. But nonetheless, I was like, we got to have this narrated by Johnny I. 
and it's got to be like two, two, three minutes. And I want to see what we can make. What do you yeah. think about that idea of like, of like the, this year I started thing? I think that will keep everything consistent. And the most important piece of this whole uh, spiel that we're going through is you got to film it in 1080 by 1920, which is just simply vertical facing uh, a phone. Like don't, don't turn that camera sideways. That is, that's going to screw some things up. <laughs> that's going to get testy. I think that's a great point is vertical. It's vertical and you're just looking at the camera and keeping it simple. And that's what I was thinking of. And like, that's what had, has been giving me a lot of like anxiety is like, Oh man, I really like set myself a hard deadline and like a big project uh, with not a lot of time to complete it. And the biggest time suck for me in the past is like looking back at the year for back pocket and like compiling all the video and like trying to make this storyline from some stuff that we've done. And while it is fun and it's awesome, it just takes a long time. And like last year and at the beginning of this year with our season four hype video, like a lot of it was centralized around what we did. And quite frankly, like we put ourselves out there enough to like a lot of people know what we are doing and that's what I really care about. But I, like I said before, like I, I, I want, I want us to be the amplifiers and the launch pad for other people. And I want uh, someone to watch that video and see something in that video that they can take and use in their own life or maybe be inspired by that person or whatever. Like, and I, want to, and I want us to be the facilitators or the presenters or making these people aware of what we're doing. I think that that's the biggest change from last year or even this year's videos to what I'm trying to do or what we're trying to do for this one. Uh, uh, amen. I mean, you, you said it spot on because our, our video to start out this year was like had an awesome voiceover and had the right intention of like, um, you know, being it's okay to be average because there's so many different things that come from being average. When you focus on, you know, what makes you, you, then you can use that and amplify that. And, uh, that, that voiceover for my dad was perfect. However, the video behind it was you and I, you know, skating around Minneapolis, walking through downtown Minneapolis. And we, we watched it the other week and we were like, damn, this is cringy. Like we, we've kind of failed at what we were actually getting after, which was bringing our community together. And, uh, Last year's video to end the year was a little bit different because we used a lot of voiceover work of like what people said and how fired up they got from being on the podcast. Uh, but you're absolutely right. This year, um, it's, it, it's built on what we're doing with Best Christmas Ever and really what we've allowed ourselves to do because of, what, because of this community is uh, the, the, the art of giving back and uh, showing appreciation and love towards you know the people that really helped you get to where you are. And then if we can help another person launch their stuff through just a little bit of awareness, uh, that will make me feel extremely fulfilled. Right. And another thing too, that I was thinking about, uh, is like, you know, this, the, this video is so much bigger than like just being a year end recap because like, it's not like we're going to take, it's not like the, like the first of the, of the year in the ball is going to drop. And everybody's like, well, here's another year. Like, this is so, like, this is going to be so much different than 2020. I think we're going to start to realize, like, wow, it's not just 2020 anymore. Like, this is leaking into 2021 now. And I don't, I, I mean, there's probably a good chance that we're going to be uh, 
quarantined and shut down and going through a lot of strife in 2021 too. And I think the point of this video is to show that it doesn't matter what strife is going to come uh, in any year. I don't care what year it is and what comes in, but it's all about how you respond and what you respond with. Because like you said, what, what becomes born from these failures or from these crises or from these different things that kind of shake up and change our, our way of thinking, our way of life, uh, our perspective, all those things are so important. And I want to bring light to the fact that like, look, this was started this year by these 400 people or however many people submit videos it doesn't stop. It only started for them there. Like they have to continue to keep doing those things consistently. And now it's your turn to try. And that's kind of what I'm really getting at. We don't necessarily, we don't need to release this video on the 31st or even the first of, of January. Like doesn't really, that's not the point at all. Really. There's so much more to that than just the year. No, that, that, that makes a ton of sense. I think that it kind of revolves around, uh, Johnny eyes a little pitch this morning with uh, are you, are you interested or are you, what was the word he used? Uh, damn, I'm blowing it. Um, I got it. It's on our Instagram. Yeah. He was just talking about, you know, the idea of um, committed. Are, we, are you committed, committed? Yes. Are you interested or are you committed? And there's a huge difference because right. We're going to highlight people and people may reach out to us that say they started something. And it's our job to follow back with that. Um, is this something that you just started and you're just um, expecting to turn into something special or are you committed to making it special? And why do you feel like it's going to be special? Like maybe those are some cool follow-up questions that we can ask. And those don't need to be all included, but some, a couple cool takeaways from like, why did you start this and, and how are you feeling after you started it? And then where do you like, and where do you want to take it? What, what, why is it so special to you? Because um, holding on to the little things right now, whatever it may be, is so huge. Uh, it's it, it, especially during this time of year where transition to the holidays, and some people can't go see their family, some people can't see their grandparents, just like Thanksgiving. Um, you know, continuously bringing love toward the little things uh, is a snowball of momentum to you know cherish what's actually happening in front of you. Exactly, and uh, I also do think you know this video i I'm, I'm looking at it now through the lens of like someone who may not even know who we are or may not even know what we're all about and what but they see the intention of the video and what i'm going to do my best at and try and stay cognizant of is like i have me personally and you and you're very similar in this sense too but like i have a very like fuck you sense of mentality when it comes to positivity like I am relentlessly positive no matter what the situation and that can turn some people off at times and I've quite frankly probably turned some people off this year because of the things that I've said uh just about being positive about the situation and I'm never going to apologize for that but what I'm trying to be cognizant of is like this year and this pandemic and everything that's happened so far, uh, there's a lot of bad stuff that's gone on and I'm trying to just inject positivity because I know that the year end videos this year are going to be like, 
highlighting all the shit things that happened and all the horrible things that went on. And I want to be one of the few that puts out nothing but positivity and nothing but inspiration and nothing but uh, forward thinking perspective uh, perspectives or feelings towards, you know, where do we go from here and get people excited about what the new normal is going to be, get people excited about where, where they think they can go in life. Um, because that's exactly, I think how we feel like, I don't look at this pandemic and wearing face masks as like the end all burden thing of life. And like, I don't think about how I'll never go to Coachella or any of those things because like, first off, it'll come back around at some point when it does, it'll be great. But second off, it's like, if I start looking ahead and start looking at what we don't have, I'm going to miss the opportunities that we have right now. And I want to highlight the people who have that same mindset and say, oh, they recognize that same thing and they've acted on it. Yeah, that's a phenomenal perspective. Uh, that makes me think of, you know, what you kind of do every day with like checking where your feet are at, you know, where are you grounded right now and, and, and living in the moment and, and recognizing, okay, this is a blessing. And ultimately, when we do something like this, when we create a video to kind of highlight all the things, this pushes our perspective in a new way that we weren't initially intending as well, which is why we do something like this. Because, you know, Declan, you and I are wildly average guys that are um, kind of got it easy to an extent with what's going on. Like uh, there's like angst and, and you're cooped up because you can't do all the uh, hope, like all the crazy things that we normally do. Go to the bars. Exactly. The number one thing like that. Who cares? Um, but when we can bring in other people's perspectives and, and, uh, and try to you know, like get the feelings and the emotions of what's happening around us, I think that ultimately is, uh, it's just really cool to just try to put ourselves in those situations as many times as we can. Right. Exactly. Like I don't the, my biggest fear is having this end up becoming the uh, Gal Gadot imagination video right uh from earlier this year like it's got very eerie similar vibes to it you know oh your camera uh <laughs> like it not that it that we're gonna come off as that tone deaf but like there's uh it's a compilation of a bunch of people saying some stuff you know like it's gonna be uh something to that degree but i mean our intentions are so much more but it also like what was the even the intention of that imagined video I like think what would you the lyrics of the song definitely have something to do with it and, and maybe pushing uh, belief into people. And I have no idea what the song is even about, but it's a, just a bunch of celebrities talking about who knows what in their glorious backyards. Um, what, what we've always uh, stood on is, uh, you know, the ordinary average um, mundane things happening around us and making those extraordinary that is obviously the goal of this video is, you know, the, trying to make it feel like these people are in your shoes and this is what they've been able to do. Or this is how someone is feeling in your, in similar shoes like you. And that is, uh, that's the back pocket mentality. Uh, we have people on our show, the ordinary average that are doing something extraordinary. Um, and hopefully there's something even more extraordinary happening when, from this crisis. I like, I love using the word born from a crisis. Shout out Jonah Stillman on that one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Actually talk about the shitty podcast that we recorded that we'll never release. Jonah did say that on that podcast. So we do have to give him credit there. Like the podcast really wasn't that bad, you know, 
a bad podcast for us was like, hey, you know, still not that, still a pretty good podcast, not to brag. But yeah, Jonah did say that on the that on that unreleased podcast for sure. Right, we are um, repeating ourselves, which is I'm trying to figure out what I didn't say that I could say better this time, and uh, it's that's always a funny game. Remember when that happened with uh, <laughs> the guy for the uh, the personal trainer from Miami? That's Jordan's friend, Kean Loggy. Kean Loggy. We uh, we lost the YouTube file because my laptop crashed or something crazy, and uh, we had to re- re-record that podcast with him. So that. The, I think that happened maybe one or two other times where like we lose something, we have to re-record with a guest, but this is the first time that you and I are re-recording. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's funny too is like the, uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I, again, I'll just go back to it. Like I just, I think it's so funny or I'm just like super grateful that we're here recording again. And I'm like already like, you know, live update where you like, we're 40 some minutes in. I'm like, this podcast fucking rips, dude. This podcast has been great so far. <laughs> I sure do hope so. <laughs> Andrew, we're uh, crushing it. Yeah, we're, hey, we're crushing it. <laughs> we're, take, we're taking this bad boy to new heights. What can I say? It is difficult the, uh, to record on Zoom, though. I, for all the people that are listening, the give and take of a podcast is, uh, is definitely hurt through Zoom. Um, being able to lead someone in and notice when someone else wants to say something is so much more fluid in person. And you can kind of see like someone's like quiver of a or quiver of a lip to say, Oh, they're having something to say. So I'm going to wrap up my point here. It's much more difficult. And you kind of have the uh, 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 game that we have to fight through. So we, we appreciate all of you listeners, all you marketing interns that have gotten through this. And if you, if you've noticed anything that are like, dude, Declan and Andrew, you've got to stop doing that because zoom is like, is hurting you got to fill us in because we're going in here blind assuming that we're crushing it uh it feels like we're crushing it my energy is much better uh than it was yesterday um but we're always looking for some feedback right and uh that actually brings up a good point because i i was thinking about i still keep thinking about like you know you and i are obviously gonna have to keep recording zoom podcasts because i'm not going to be home all the time uh to record them in person and like you and i both know like when you record them in person in the studio, like in our studio, it's like the coolest shit, you know, it's, it's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do. I look forward to having those types of conversations. And like when I invite, when we invite people over, like I, I, I really enjoy like showing them the full experience, like from the time they walk into the door to showing them around our house, uh, taking them up to the third floor and like wowing them and like putting the headphones on and getting that full experience like that to me, that's like actually very sacred. And, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at the situation that we're in now and be like, well, screw it. If we can't do it in the studio together, then why do it at all? Like, I don't think I still get a lot of good energy and fulfillment from doing this. I just know it's not quite the same. So what I'm trying to understand now, and you're a part of this, of course, is like, in terms of the presentation and the energy, how can we maintain what we do in the studio online? And the first thing that came to mind, which I mentioned earlier, was just have recurring guests on and talk with them because it'll be easier to feed off each other. The zoom barrier is not going to be as tough and 
there's so many people within our Rolodex right now that we could have back on for a second time and catch up. And there's going to be a ton of fulfillment there. So that was like my first idea. Right. Um, but like, I don't know about like having new people on. And I know that's like such a part about our growth as the podcast is like having new people on, but like, it's, if they were on the podcast right now, we never met them before. And they walked into the zoom room and we're recording, like, I'm sure it'd be a fine podcast. I wouldn't have any problems with it, but I just don't feel like the energy is the same. I don't know. That's where my head's at right now. I think it's very fair. Um, we talked about this maybe a couple podcasts ago, but me potentially having like one-on-one conversations with new guests would be the best case scenario if it was a new guest, because what we do, what we do best for the back pocket is creating that aura of feeling in, in like just in the ambiance, the feng shui of this room. In the pocket. In, yeah, you have to be in the pocket to, to, to feel the back pocket. And uh, so new guests is, is hard to, to, to accomplish over Zoom. I think you're spot on with that. Reoccurring guests, got 290 of them. Uh, that, there's plenty of content there. Right, right. I mean, I, and I do think there might be like, a, like if we got more calculated with it and started going for people that we want to just genuinely have on uh, and are curious to talk to, that are not in the Twin Cities, then I think those would be that, quite frankly, they're not gonna be in Minneapolis anyways. So like the best we got to show them, the, the best we have to show them is over a Zoom call. But I have no problem like trying to hit up Erica Narcadini with Barstool, like the CEO of Barstool and just like continuously trying, trying to hammer uh, her coming on our podcast. like. And, and if she's in the Zoom room with us, like, dude, I'm, I'm ready to wow her just by our energy. And I think when we had TJ Lavin on uh, at the beginning of season three last year, that was fairly evident that we made an impact on him because at the end of it, he was like super charged up and could tell we were super passionate when he was asking questions about what we do and what back pocket is and all this stuff. So like, by no, I'm very, I'm fairly confident we could pull it off and that we could still show them uh, the true colors of back pocket. Um, and I, and I want to get more people on that would be wowed by it and that we could kind of just like have in our network now. Like I just joined like the Erica Narcadini has a, has a LinkedIn networking group and I got into it. So I'm an inch closer. Um, but it's, it would be cool to kind of like maybe start having those type of reach guests that we kind of turned our brains off to last year and start trying to go for more of those people simply just to go for them because that that's kind of the situation we're in. Right. Um, and then three way zoom calls I think would work for sure because then we're all in the same situation. I think there's definitely likes to that. And now we can go after reach guests that, you know, originally our intention is to dominate the sandbox. Decky moves out West. Maybe it branches out to, uh, you know, dominating what we're, what we're actually capable of. We've, we've, we've um, created this awesome um, community of people. Let's try to reach, let's try to grow them to the masses um, and tap into, you know, the biggest guests we can. I think there's definitely legs there. Right. And I think like, I think there's a, there's another dynamic that I want to try too, which uh, we've dabbled with in the past, which is like, you brought up the idea of you recording in the studio uh, with just you. Like, I think 
that's a that's a slightly different dynamic, but the the intention doesn't change, right? I mean, our our podcast is highlighting stories of success from ordinary average people doing the extraordinary. Has nothing like the questions and the driver of the podcast uh, has a like I said a little bit to do with the presentation of the podcast entirely. But like when when we presented and blasted off to the world, if you're having some new guest on for the first time in the studio and it's just you, like at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily change the presentation just as much as if I were to interview someone out of my RV out here uh, or down in Phoenix somewhere, you know, like if I met someone uh, and I just did an interview with them, we're still getting after the same exact thing. We're still under back pocket. Um, but it's, it just, I guess the, where we're peaking is obviously you and I with our dynamic, you know, uh, but I would also like to see what would happen and how the style of the podcast changes or stays the same based on if it's just you or just me. Agreed. And, and uh, that's the best part is we've, we've allowed ourselves that flexibility and uh, hopefully our listeners are, you know, excited about these new waves because we got a ton of other things happening um, as this bad back pocket productions becomes more and more evident as our, in our day-to-day routine. Right. No, I, it's, uh, it's exciting. Cause like, I just want to, like, I just want to shout to the world, like, hey, we're a production and a broadcasting company. Like, we're the bee's knees. Like, we're the hottest thing on the streets. And, uh, you know, obviously, when we record a bad one, a bad podcast, we're not the bee's knees and we're not the hottest in the streets. And even though we've been produ- – like, we tell all these other people, like, yeah, let's produce your podcast. Like, we're, we're going to blow you up just like we do with uh, Straight Candid. Uh, it's funny to, like, look back and be like, oh, well, we stink at it too at some points. Uh but even like going from there, man, like I, I love, I love where we're heading. Like I, I'm more excited than ever. And I love that we continue to make decisions and moves where it's just like gratifying. Like it's just, you plan and plan and plan and, and cut, throw ideas at the dartboard. And then like when one idea finally like comes to fruition out of a full year after a full year, like the date night podcast, like there's nothing more gratifying than like executing on that. And we're just getting started with that one. That one's like such a surface level podcast. But then we look at one that's already in episode seven, straight candid podcast. Congratulations to uh, the straight candid girls for being in the 10 percentile of podcasting. Uh, They have now made it further than 90% of podcasts, put it that way, releasing seven episodes consistently. Um, That's a huge milestone for them. Uh, so it's just like, there's so many things uh, going on right now. I mean, we talked about it kind of last podcast too. Like, I mean, we, you and I just are stoked about it. Yeah, we're stoked. Hey, what I, you, you brought up a, a question earlier today. Um, you know, we got a lot of good things happening right now. Um, and we're excited about what's ahead. But 2020, heading into 2021, it's a kind of like a perfect time to reflect and uh, see, you know, where could you be better? What are your goals for the next year? Instead of doing it at the turn of the calendar, um, doing it, you know, before 2021 hits so that you can actually, you know, guns ablazing at the turn of the calendar um, or even start right now. Um, what deck, what's one thing that, uh, or maybe it's a couple things. It doesn't matter to me, but what's something that you want to do every single day that you're not currently doing? Great question. And before I answer, yes, Andrew, you're entirely right. We are duping the goal setters. All the goal setters are getting ready 
are probably not even thinking about it yet about what they want to change in their lives come on January 1. But you know what? December is the month to have absolutely no excuses. It's no excuse December. John and Sarah's been saying it. And I'm here to announce that the time is now to make the change. The time is not when the year turns. And we all agree that or just because the solar system reorients itself and we, we take another trip around the sun, that all of a sudden it's time for us to make a change in our lives. So that's why I, I, I love the question. What is that one thing if you were to start it tomorrow and do consistently every day to make a change, what would that be? And for me, uh, it's journaling and documenting all the things that are in my head, and journaling once a day, every single day whether it's writing down one phrase, writing down a joke, writing down uh, whatever happened that day, however I'm feeling that day, I want to document it. And I even thought further into it to get myself more uh, appreciative of the scenario is I'm going to start being very articulate with how I design each one of my journals. And I'm going to hold on to every single one of them. And I'm just going to keep a log of them as I go. And I'm going to have, I'm just going to fill journals. Uh, not as fast as possible, but just with time. And just the thought of me having a journal entry from the time I was, you know, last two years ago when I, or a year ago when I started comedy, when I started writing jokes and started journaling all the way until whenever, the end of my life, uh, I want to have a collection. I think it'd be really cool. And that's something that I started yesterday. Amen to that, Decky. I love it. So I got to flip it on you. What do you got? Um, one thing that I have. So you asked me this question this morning and I was, uh, you know, what, what is one thing? Cause there, there's so many opportunities for me to be a little bit better, be the best version of myself. And I'm reading this book, green lights with Matthew McConaughey and it's getting me all sorts of jacked up. Um, wait, real quick, wait, real quick. So your camera's about to run out of battery. Okay. I don't want it to cut out on you while you're about to drop some serious knowledge. So, should we so pause? can you switch the battery real quick? Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just riff uh, while Andrew's switching his camera here. Uh, but yeah, I, part of the good planning here is the fact that uh, I texted Andrew this question ahead of time so that I didn't throw the question on him right away uh, and have him, you know, have to think on his toes for this answer. I wanted a well-thought-out answer for the podcast. So... And, and if you guys follow Andrew on Twitter, that's like a look inside of like what Andrew thinks about, I think. I'll wait for Andrew to confirm when he's done setting the camera back up. But I do really think, when you go and follow Andrew, it's like, I think it's at, is it at Andrew and Sarah? I want to say it's at Andrew and Sarah on Twitter. Yes, at um, Andrew and Sarah on Twitter. Your, your Twitter is not necessarily like tweets that'll make you laugh or like tweets that make any sense at all. There's a lot of tweets that you tweet that I'm like, I don't even know what this is. It's like the most out of context shit at all the time. But I, when I, when you understand the context, like, because I know what you're doing a lot of the times I'm like, Oh, he's in Hilton head reading green lights by Matthew McConaughey. And every time he comes across a dope quote or a dope thing, he tweets it. And like, and sometimes it's like super impactful and you can like, really relate to it right away. And other times you're like, what the hell is this? So I really like when <laughs> I really like your Twitter game and I just hopefully build some context for people 
follow you on Twitter. Hey, thanks, brother. Aver- average Andy, at Andrew and Sarah. Uh, just your average guy. Also started a meme page at uh, avg.andy because I'm just fully embracing my averageness. My ordinary ass needs a, a, a piece of content or something that will inspire me every single day. So I'm putting that out on Twitter and I'm putting that out on Instagram. Um, Love so it. One thing that's been inspiring me, and I've mentioned this a few podcasts ago, um, Declan, you challenged me to, uh, you know, engage more with the community and, and, and find my, no, you challenged me to create content pretty much. And my response to that was like, I feel like I'm, I struggle at times highlighting what I'm doing or doing something and bringing like a film team because it's not very fun for me to do something and then film it. Uh, but I like uh, trying to capture someone else's story. So I read this book, I read this piece uh, in Matthew McConaughey's book on tribes, uh, tribes. And he's just, he says, we want lovers, friends, recruits, soldiers, and affiliations that support who we are. That's the start of the passage. And then it goes on to describe what um, tribes mean to him. And it finishes with, and sometimes we get a stamp in our passport just by entering or just by crossing the street. Um, So there's there's so many people out there that are just, that are choosing to like cross the street. And, and taking a leap and, and doing something that they haven't done before. And we're doing, and we're going to capture a little bit of that with this end of the year video, but I'm going to take that a step further. And um, I want to spend five minutes a day recording a piece of content, audio content of me articulating what someone, of some, what someone did that was cool today. So it's almost like a, a feel good story, if you will, but it is just five minutes and it's going to be highlighting someone either in Minneapolis or something that I read on the internet and maybe I DM'd him and he shot me like some type of, uh, of, of meaning and substance behind what they did. And I'm just going to talk about it for five minutes. Um, and I'm, I'm debating whether to re- like save it all and I keep and just like maybe release it as like a Netflix thing where you just kind of pump and dump. Or I'll just release it, you know, I'll record a week's worth and then I'll release it the next week. Record a week's worth, release it the next week. Something like that. But I'm trying to limit it to five minutes and I want to highlight this tribe of people that are doing something cool and give them even more uh, affirmation and support to what they're doing. Does that make sense? It's not totally fleshed out, but I I started thinking about it this morning. Dude, that's a genius idea. And uh, that gets me fired up because... Like I have been thinking about like different avenues of like types of content that we could start putting out. And one that I brought up a long time ago that we kind of dabbled with was uh, when Barstool does the one minute man with KFC and he talks about some random story going on and then they mash up a video. And like, I almost, if it's an interesting story that I'm wanting to know more about then I usually watch it, but we could take that same idea and do exactly what you're saying call it something, you know, creative and then let you run with it where it's literally you just set up your iPhone and then hit record and then highlight that one person, one take, one opportunity. And like you said, five minutes or less. And then like, you know, whether we release that for the world or not, you know, that's up to you and kind of how we vibe everything out. But like, if you're high, if you're, you said your main intention was to highlight something cool that happened in your own life or around your life or something that you saw on the internet, that was cool, essentially. Yeah. It's more so just someone in, in my community or someone that I've been able to touch um, and impact okay. that I can share their story. 
or share what, like just the exchange that we had. It doesn't need to be anything crazy like starting a business, but it's more so just maybe it was a hug that meant more to me that day than it did another day, something like that. Yeah, no, and I think that's extremely powerful. But like if you used, if like you genuinely recorded those uh, every single day and like, like you said, put them out like the following week or whatever, like we have a streamline of content uh, that could be utilized. Like it could be its own separate page of just like, uh, I don't know what we call it. Like the, like something to do with like being kind or like uh, the, the, the micro touch points of like, of impact or I'll, we can come up with a name, but like you come up with something that's just very specific and niche. And it's literally like, it's, it, it's everything in what you're saying. It's like, yeah, I just, I give someone a shout out uh, for how they, within the community or something that uh, made me feel good today. Exactly. And it's just going to be a bottomless reel of like positivity, goodness. Uh, and it, it, it's going to be upbeat because it's going to be different every time. And there's going to be all these different types of ways you can get creative with it. It's not like you've got a hug every single day and you're talking about each hug and how they were better. It's like, you can, you can pinpoint macro things, small things, specific people, groups of people, activities, communities and whole there's a million different ways you can go with it and that i can't wait to see that kind of go to fruition uh so fuck yeah that's awesome yeah thanks i i'm uh i'm excited about it and what's cool is exactly that it's it's rooted in what i care about most and that is just trying to provide gratitude um and, and thankfulness so like and a lot of other people are doing this. I'm not going to be like the only one out here recording micro content of showing appreciation. But if everyone was doing it, I think the world would be a whole lot more positive and people would be seeking uh, to find something positive in the day. So I, I'm going to join the masses that are also doing this. And, and, and I know it's going to fulfill me. Uh, and and it's, it takes like the journaling aspect um, that, I mean, you'll be able to help me find new pieces of content or where to push myself because you're also internally reflecting. Um, this will be my version of journaling, if you will, and, and just recording it. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a way better speaker than I am a writer. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And there's no doubt about that. There's never been a doubt like, well, what do you mean? Andrew's pretty good at writing. Like, no, you're, you have weight. Like you, you, I don't think you've ever written like multiple sentences, like a paragraph without at least like six typos. Right. If I release that paragraph, without reading over it it is just it's flawed to the max to the max um but yeah this I is something say, I'm, go ahead no, no no go ahead this, this is just something i'm excited about and when you challenged me this morning to figure out what you want to do every single day in 2021 this was one of the first things that came to mind i was like damn andrew like all right you're you're you're, you're setting yourself up for success on this one i think it's not going to be easy which is the hard part um it's going to be it's going to take a lot of time and energy but once i get in a rhythm and a routine i think it'll be it'll be streamlined just like pretty much everything else we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking, and you know, my mind runs a million miles an hour, but like you could set up a little spot up in the studio with your floral chair and have the, have the DSLR pointed at you and the audio hot. If you really wanted to be professional about it and you can go up there with intention, like as many days as you possibly can uh, consistently and just speak into the mic about one thing that like impacted you. And I know you said you were holding yourself to five minutes, but like, I feel like if you go up there and just start talking about like what that moment meant to you, 
like depending on the severity and the impact of the moment, like it could last for quite some time. Uh, so that could be your way to like gauge how you want to present it too. Like, well, if you think you're going to talk for 10 minutes, well, what, well, maybe you just like put it, like maybe this is becomes its own little podcast and you put out these five minute bits every day. And then maybe one time it becomes 15 or 20 minutes. And then that's going to tell the listener like, Oh man, this must've been a really impactful story. And like, you have the good audio every single time you got the camera. And then like, say you're on vacation, you can't bring all your equipment or you're away from home. Then all you got to do is record it on your phone and then still put it out. The audio is still good. The video is still in 4k and it's still out, out for the world to see. So there's like a million different ways you can go about it. Um, but nonetheless, like even just thinking about like that concept just like fires me up because I'm, it's 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 gonna be it's it's a great idea like it's a phenomenal idea it's gonna work sweet thanks brother i'm excited we'll we'll hash out more of it later um uh so yeah that's gonna be my goal my challenge for 2021 and you know it, it also like i'm reflecting on the year currently and we actually talked about this yesterday when we or the podcast we're not releasing uh there's a lot of things that i'm i'm like so thankful for this year and like that is like made me feel more me than ever. Um, this has been an, like a, a great year for me in the sense of understanding of where I'm at. And um, like, I think I mentioned this in the beginning of the year, but how I just kind of felt a lot of uncertainty and angst from working from home by myself um, in, in this entrepreneur lifestyle, uh, doing digital marketing with Caleb for social works. And just like trying to figure out a routine. Is it worthy? Do I feel like I'm doing maximizing the most of my day? And uh, I had a lot of struggles with that. And I, I continue to have a lot of struggle with, with that. But the kind of transitioning to a lot of people working from home to having, um, you know, my roommates home every single day, understanding where they're at in their career. And uh, it's, it's, it's brought a lot of like even keel and just kind of like rest of like, hey, that's just bullshit. Like you're just putting some, some weird ass point of view that someone else had that you, you think you should hold yourself to. That's an unworthy. Um, and actually I'm, I'm actually in a spot that I, I, I created for myself and I could not be happier. And that has transitioned into me just having the utmost confidence in what I'm doing for back pocket for Caleb. And, uh, I, I'm just carrying myself a lot stronger and, uh, or with, a, I, I puff out my chest a little bit more in the sense of like, I I'm, I'm stoked to where I'm at. So now I can help other people. Um, and that's another part that Matthew McConaughey talks about a ton is, you know, you, what was the exact line in this piece? Um, engage with yourself, then engage with the world. And uh, like, that's just, just small note, engage with yourself to then engage with the world. And I'm doing that currently. So it fires me up and uh, I'm in, I'm in a great spot. Uh, I have an awesome girlfriend that uh, we, we release uh as a, as a public service announcement was so, which was so unique and exciting in its own regard, uh, through a meme, uh, got a ton of love and appreciation for, from that. Uh, Sophie and I are dating and, uh, we're also working together. Sophie of straight candid. Yes. Sophie of straight candid. So if you haven't heard Sophie, yet. the co-host. Yeah. Sophie, go, go listen to that podcast. Andrew's been the producer for all seven episodes. They're a back pocket podcast. It's called straight candid podcast. They work for us, and all of a sudden, now you're dating someone that works for us. The the, the number one corporate faux pas, Andrew, uh, attacks right away seven weeks into the thing. I love yeah, it. It's it might be time to hire HR. That's that's definitely in the pipeline. Um, but I, I, I think dating. that's what everyone thought right away. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm dating my best friend, which is exciting. And uh, um, I'm excited for what happens next there. If you're listening, Sophie, thanks for getting to the hour, Mark. Really appreciate it. Um, and there's a lot of like, a lot true of commitment good, from Sophie. true commitment from Sophie. So thank you. There's a lot of good that's happening right now. And I have to find a way to scale that um, both in, in, in the best part is I have the ability to scale it in many different avenues. I can do it with my career with back pocket and social works. I'm going to do it in my personal life um, with, uh, with a partner now that I deeply care about. And, uh, and there's just a lot of things happening that I have chosen and I put myself in this situation. It's time to execute. Uh, what I, I had a good quote today. Uh, I think this is something that even Brogan might have said and I workshopped a little bit, but being creative is fun and all. Execution is sexy. Um, so finding a way to execute is, uh, is my next piece. Right. And I, and no, it's phenomenal rant. Uh, and I would like to just add it's, I can feel that same energy from you. Um, in the sense that you really, really worked hard on yourself for over a year and you're very, you had radical transparency written on your board. Uh, ever said you broke up with your last girlfriend <laughs> and I don't, it might still be on your whiteboard. I don't know, but the, it, it goes besides the point you, you tripled down on yourself and you started asking yourself the important questions. And through that process, you were able to find like really good and meaningful solutions. Meaning like you figured out, uh, like w the work from home lifestyle that works best for you you started working out and finding the communities of people that you genuinely wanted to be around. Uh, with that uh, came new podcast guests and uh, different avenues of uh, networking and everything like that. But ultimately at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was you that decided who you really wanted to be and what cooler sign of gratification for all that hard work than to have, an incredibly beautiful girl and someone that you're like working with on something already who compliments you very well to see that same thing in you where like, like she, Sophie, in my opinion, like really started liking you because she saw like the confidence starting to ooze out of you. And when you guys talked about you guys starting to talk for the first time, uh, like, well, you guys have been friends for, I mean, we've probably been friends for over a year now, yes. but um, what, like, when you told me that you were going to go on Straight Candid and you were going to talk about you and Sophie's relationship and, like, how it all came to be, like, personally, I shit bricks for you because I was like, that sounds like the most terrifying fucking thing ever. Like, I don't want to talk about, like, how I am in a relationship for the world to hear and judge and like, you know, probably twist a little bit or have their own uh, thoughts on. And I, and I was like, and Andrew's not ready for this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, and Andrew, and Andrew, and Andrew is going in fucking blind. Like I can't like Sophie, Sophie's got this whole like relationship flirting. Like she's, she's got it like fucking down, dude. Like she's definitely knows herself the feelings the relationship part of it like she's just a female so she gets that more than we do anyways and she's good at articulating and then like yeah 
she's good and she's great at articulating it too and I was like man Andrew's playing a serious away game here like he's really got to step up and he fucking did like it was so awesome like you're so again you just tripled down on yourself said exactly what uh like described the situation exactly how it went but like again it was the actions that spoke spoke louder than the words and like I was just imagining myself as like a girl listening to this thing because it was like borderline taboo like hey look at us we're back pocket and straight kid and we got this relationship and everyone's right. talking about it i created like fucking eight memes to announce the thing because i was like so goddamn excited like i was i was literally sitting at my desk on friday morning when sophie finally like gave the go-ahead like we had this fucking marketing plan like don't tell them on thursday when we release the podcast who the boyfriend is and then Friday, we're going to spill the beans and we're really going to fucking let her rip. And it, I, like, that was all I could think about was like marketing and like how we can push this to the greater world. And that's why I checked with you and Sophie before I, any, before I moved on any of that stuff, because I was like, man, like this is their relationship. Like, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be pushing out something that they might, might not necessarily want. And after listening to the podcast, after hearing you guys hash it out and how genuine it was and like how just down to earth and relatable. I was just like listening to myself, like as like a girl or maybe as like someone else, like hearing the, the things that you did with Sophie or like how you went about it. I was like, that's the cutest little thing ever. Like that's so cute of Andrew on how he went through it. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like a whirlwind of like emotion and experience that all just kind of culminated into this big thing. And it goes back to saying with what, you had gone on your rant about which was just like you triple down on yourself and i'm just like stoked that you got like this awesome reward for it at the end of the year and it's just fucking dope man thanks brother appreciate it uh it, it, it is exactly the radical transparency thing i wrote on my whiteboard like i am so um so confident in the the hash like it's so goofy to say but the hashtag be you be you thing that i've just been harping on and circling on be you, be you, be you. Like it's just been internally pushed back inside myself and anything that I like, why I was so excited to talk about it on uh, straight candid and like rightfully so, like I was nervous at the same time because I was like, this is something, this is a relationship. This is serious. Um, is it, is it wrong of us to be putting this out to the world? I, I, I had all those like real, real reservations, but then I was thinking, I was like, this is, this is a really awesome story. And this is something that's legitimately happening in my life that I think other people are going to take away and, and understand, like, this is how life goes. And, uh, and this is exactly how my life is going. And uh, it's just a, it's, it's a culmination of a lot of things. And I, I was just happy the way that uh, we chose to promote it as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, I think the other thing we talked about too, was like how it's not necessarily um, something that we're going to continue to go back to. Like, Right. Ooh, what's Sophie and Andrew doing now? Like, oh, they went to go get chai tea lattes today at fucking Starbucks. Like, we're not going to, like, cloud the people's feed with, like, some bullshit. Um, but it will be cool to kind of, like, track it in the background and, like, kind of hear how it develops and how it grows. And, like, there will be things that happen between you and Sophie uh, that will stay behind closed doors. Uh, things that you'll probably tell us, but not tell the rest of the world. And then there'll be things that you'll tell the rest of the world uh, or everybody involved. And regardless of what it is, like, I mean, first and foremost, it's content, but stuck it off. Like uh, 
it's it's it it's just like a cool little angle slash real life thing it's reality it's reality it's just a cool ass reality and i think that's what it really comes down to and uh and at the end of the day i have no i have no idea what i'm doing um and oh yeah by the way yeah you have absolutely no idea what you're doing which is great that's exactly how you want it which makes it reality right i have no idea what i'm doing but i'm very like i said this on the straight canada podcast and uh um I, I stand by it fully. Like I'm just, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just excited for what happens next because what's happening right now is, is pretty damn awesome. Uh, exactly. I, let, let's not make this the Andrew and Sophie thing. Uh, this is the tail end of the podcast. Uh, I say we wrap it up in, in some regard to uh, put a bow on this, on this uh, trial two of uh, episode 293. Yeah, and I think we crushed it. I think this is a way better podcast than the first one. Uh, for sure. I hope everyone that's made it this far agrees with that. Um, but I, I think what we could finish with is um, kind of just like this idea that we've kind of been touching on this whole time that I think uh, has like a good, I don't know if it's a good point or, uh, or a good culminating uh, sticker that you'd put on this podcast, but like what you what you did this past year with tripling down on yourself and like what you're currently in the mindset and perspective of now, which is I'm just enjoying the moment and I'm just gonna ride this thing out and figure and just figure it out along the way, is very similar to like what I'm doing out here. Like I'm in a, like I'm I'm it's it's a it's my lifestyle that I'm uh being super present with and how I'm living and where I'm living and how I'm doing it and what actions I'm taking and how I can maximize my time. But I think it goes without saying like the, between the two of us, we're, we're very much accepting of the present moment and we're very much trying to maximize everything we can possibly do to maximize the fun, the happiness. uh, And with that, you know, whatever you would define as success. And I think that's something that we've always probably, we've always kind of come around to, but I don't think we've done it to this degree. I don't think we've uh, been this accepting, this motivated, uh, and this okay with like not really knowing what the future holds. And I think that's the coolest thing. Right. That, that, it's scary, but um, it's so real and it's, it's exactly the reality. You have to accept it to then uh, to grow from it and learn from it and embrace it. Um, And one thing that I want to note for all of the people listening right now, like as we're transitioning to Declan being out West and me still being here in Minneapolis, you know, we've, we've rode the wave of um, scaling the stories and the, uh, and the, of the people around us. And it's going to, like we mentioned, it's going to be hard for us to do that over zoom and us not being together anymore from the standpoint of just doing it on the back pocket show. But the, uh, the idea of what we've, we've created now, um, we can take outside of the studio and actually tactically do it for other people. And we're going to continue to say this because I want to just beat the dead horse and, uh, for every listener to understand, every marketing, to under, marketing intern to understand. We are a podcast production company, and we now have the, like, the tangible skills to scale someone else's voice. Um, and, and amplify it in, in a way that you genuinely want to. And we'll have creative ideas to, um, to help you do it in, in ways that you may have not have thought of. So if you're listening right now, 
and you have a podcast idea or you're inter- you have a friend who has a podcast idea, understand the back pocket is in a position to amplify what you're doing. Uh, so reach out to us. Um, the actual back pocket content here on this episode and, and, and further episodes, you'll understand we're documenting more of our lives. Like it's going to be hard to have on a new guest and document their lives and what they're up to because we're, we're doing it over zoom and it's just not the same, but what you're going to hear time and time again is the quote unquote back end show, the reality of Declan and Andrew. And, um, I hope you guys are enjoying understanding where we're at because we're pushing ourselves every single week to grow from what we just talked about so that we can come back the next week and say, Hey, this is what we tried and failed at." And then you can be like, Oh, Andrew, Andrew had a tough week. And, uh, but I'm curious to hear what he's up to next week. That's maybe the feel of where our podcast is heading. Uh, so stick around for that type of content. And if you're like, fuck that Clem and Andrew, like they're always talking about themselves, then so be it. Join the ride of straight candid or the date night podcast or the plenty other podcasts that we're going to start producing. Exactly. We're, we're going to be filling uh, a void in, in different ways that we never really thought was possible. And when one thing's just not really that tangible anymore with, you know, having in-studio podcasts and scaling that way, with dominating the sandbox and getting as many people in the studio as possible. Like as crazy as it sounds like that's just not even like a reality or a thing that we can even do anymore. And while it may be sad and while maybe that's why you did show up to the back pocket podcast was to see that thing. My, my, and what I'm going to say back to that and what you've already reiterated, Andrew is we're doing that for other people now. And there are plenty of other voices that are out there that need to be heard and we're going to be the ones showcasing that for you and to you and it's not it's i'm not going to say that you're not going to get that same vibe of back pocket uh with the with the stories and the genuine conversation and feeling like you're in the room with us like that's still going to be here it's just going to be presented differently and it's going to be shown differently and i think our actions are going to speak in the same way because that's what we've always been about is like trying to do the next great thing. That's mutually beneficial for us, for, you know, the company and the greater good of this brand that you and I eventually want to just be absorbed under that more people know about back pocket than they do about Andrew and Declan. And the only way they really look into knowing what back pocket is, is if they have seen our faces around the skirts uh, or seen us maybe on this podcast and, like you said too, Andrew, where it comes down to back pockets always just been you and I, we've done a really good job of making it about other people. And that's why we're here to, that's why we're at, that's why we're in the position that we're at right now. But at the end of the day, like it's still you and I on this ship, we're still looking in the mirror every single day. And sometimes we're looking at a zoom screen, communicating, trying to figure out what our next step is. And I think it's just all part about, it's all part of the journey, dude. We're going to, it's going to be ever evolving. And that's why it's great to not be stuck in your, in one way and get anxious over something that's not happening the right way or happening like it used to. Um, because everything is always evolving and changing and it's changing for the good. And it's going to give you a new perspective. So beautiful, man. And that's why we love you guys so much because you're challenging us and we get to return the favor and challenge you right back. So send in something that you started and, uh, uh, and let's create that montage for the uh, for the for for for, uh, for bringing life and and out of out of crisis, born out of crisis. Uh, but hey, man, we love you guys. Take care. Take care.
Coverage. Had it mapped out, but you spaced out, man, you didn't see it coming. 